Hello, beautiful souls. It is Miranda here, and I'm with Kayla G, who we have a lot in common. I'm so grateful to connect with her and learn from her. I'm excited about this podcast because, you know, every person we come into contact with, every person that we get to speak with is a learning and a reflection of our own. So I'm very grateful to have you on this podcast. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to our conversations and diving into all the things with human design and it's going to be great. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. And you do gene keys as well. So all the layers, which I truly love, and I can't wait to go into all that. I always love to start by diving in a little bit into your personal story and maybe something that you may not talk a lot about or something that has shifted you to where you are now. So could you share a story with us that um, created a shift for you and brought you to where you're at today? Yes. It's funny because I feel like human design is quite literally the biggest thing that has happened for me that helped me shift. So I initially, before my Saturn return, so I'm a 6-2 sacral generator. Before my Saturn return, I had worked many different jobs and I just wasn't satisfied. And it was around the age of 26, I started personal training. I had just finished teaching because I have a teaching degree. And then I started my business in 2019 and I discovered human design shortly after that. And it was when I discovered human design that I understood why I was frustrated for so long. And I think that that's, that's the big shift for me. It was like when people asked me at first, Kayla, what was the most surprising thing to you about human design? It was having an understanding of why I was frustrated because I'd spent the first almost 30 years of my life doing the things that I thought I should be doing. Like, oh, Kayla, you went to university and you got a degree. This is what you're going to be doing. You're going to be teaching and then you're going to do this and this. And it was just like, why am I not fulfilled? Why am I frustrated? I didn't have the words for it. And so when I discovered human design a couple of years into my business, I then realized that that was like my permission slip. Like, oh, I need to do the things that lights me up. Like, this is how I'm going to literally build a life and build a business that is sustainable for me. So it's, it's, that was one of the most pivotal things that I think I've experienced in the last few years that just really sent me in the right direction and led me to the passions of talking about human design and gene keys and like working with entrepreneurs because it's just it's so fun right obviously I know that you get this because this is part of the work that you do as well yeah and I'm so grateful that you do this work too because you know it takes a lot of us to be able to connect with a lot of people all over the world and human design definitely will shift the perspective and the frequency of the people that learn it and integrate it. So we're grateful. I'm grateful that you do this work. And I'm very grateful that we get to do this work together. I was reading some of the answers that you wrote on the form, and I would love to dive into the unconscious, how you pulled apart the unconscious and the conscious in the chart and how that supported your clients in the integration and the embodiment of human design. Yes. So one of the things when I first started learning about human design is that you know, look at the chart and then it's like, oh, look, Kayla, you're a 6-2 sacral generator and I just have my G and my sacral defined. And then when I started to learn about the unconscious and the conscious design, so I use genetic matrix. So the colors that you're going to see on that website, the unconscious is red, the conscious is black. And the unconscious is the energetic imprinting that we get 88 days before the day that we're born. And the black side is the planetary placements the day that we're born. When these come together, this is what creates our definition in our chart. So when I started working with clients and there's a client that I've worked with recently who is an emotional generator and we started to pull back her chart and she unconsciously is an emotional projector. 
And so when she was experiencing a lot of frustrations in terms of taking action in her business and just like feeling like, you know, she, she can't rest. And there's just a lot of not self theme showing up and a lot of bitterness around not being recognized or being seen in the industry. And so when I pulled the chart apart and I looked up just the design side, I could see, and I could start asking questions like, okay, how are you honoring yourself as a projector? I understand that consciously you want to be responding, but also what part of you needs to be recognized? What part of you needs to rest? What part of you needs to be invited? How can you honor your body? Because then what happens is the body has to do with our nervous system regulation. So when we start looking at our unconscious design, and if it's different than our quantum, which is both together, that can tell us a lot in terms of what we actually need to be doing to support our bodies so that consciously we can function to our full potential of our quantum design. So this is something that I find so fascinating. It's been so accurate for people. And it just really dives into the nuance, which is something that I'm really passionate about with human design, because we're so much more than just our type. We are like the gates, the definition, like all of those undefined open centers, everything is not just the type. So I love to break things down for people and have a different perspective. Mm, I love that. And I love that how you put that in other words than what I have used before, because, you know, I always tell people the unconscious side is so important, but a lot of people resonate with the conscious side first. So that's what they want to focus on. But it's the unconscious. I like to call it the lotus in the mud. It's like the lotus underneath trying to crawl out and be seen. And it's there and it's part of you and people see it, but you may not resonate with it. So I love how you separate that and then ask those questions because it helps them recognize on the unconscious side what they may have missed if they just said, I'm a generator. I'm here to respond, right? How powerful. That is beautiful. So you also bring in the gene keys. So I'd love for you to dive into that and explain to us, how do you bring in the gene keys with your clients in um, helping them integrate human design? Because I feel like they really go together. It's more of a subtle energy level, I feel. So how do you bring that in with your clients? Yeah. So I'll give a little breakdown of what the gene keys are and how they tie into human design. And then I'll explain about how I bring these systems together as well. So when we're looking at our human design chart, we have the 64 gates that are found, those numbers that are inside of the centers. And those are obviously within the planets of our human design chart. And the gene keys is taking 11 of those planets in our human design chart and creating three different sequences where we're using the 64 gates, but they're also known as the 64 gene keys because they're being shared from the system of the I Ching, which is the 64 hexagrams. And it's part of the, the Chinese origin divination text. So when we look at the gene keys, which Richard Rudd is the founder of the Gene Keys, and I always like to acknowledge him for that because it's such a privilege for me to share this work. The Gene Keys, the three sequences represent our journey to our pathway to illumination. And what that means is that when we look at the human design system, it's very structured in terms of like, okay, here's your type, here's your strategy, this is your definition, your open centers, undefined, and so on. And the Gene Keys is really more of a contemplative approach. So what that means is that contemplation is a mix between concentration and meditation. So it's like when we look at the gene keys and each gene key, like a gate has the same three levels of frequencies of the shadow gift and city. And we look at the sphere that that gene key lives in, it can tell a story. 
can tell a story of how we experience that gene key in that area of our life. And with that, we can begin to contemplate and be more integrative of having a full human experience and really looking at what the gifts are coming from our shadows rather than trying to get rid of our shadows and just be like constantly enlightened and so on. So in a short, long story short, I like to take the gene keys and the three different pathways that they that they have. The first pathway, the activation sequence is like getting grounded in the 3D realm. I love looking at this with entrepreneurs and how they can bring this core stability into their business. The Venus sequence is the second sequence. And this is about opening our heart and having unconditional love. And it's like, you can leverage this to connect more with your clients, connect more with your audience, open up your own heart to connect more with yourself. And then the pearl sequence is really about prosperity. And it's like, how are we going to be of service? So working with entrepreneurs, it's like, how can you be of service? So the way that I bring these systems together is that it's the contemplative practices of the gene keys can be implemented through the embodiment of our human design. So when I look at my activation sequence, my life's work is a gate 36, so gene key 36. The shadow is turbulence. We have humanity and compassion. And when I contemplate how I show up in my business through my life's work, it's like, well, how am I embodied as a sacral generator? If I want to share the gift of humanity, how am I going to take action in my business in a way that is sustainable and lights me up? And I can share that that joy and that pleasure that I have for my cycle through my life's work. So I like to bring these systems together where it's like the human design is really about the taking action. And also you can contemplate human design, of course, but then the gene keys is just so in depth because it really goes into like our genetic energetic expressions and programming that we have. So that's kind of a long explanation, but these systems are so deep that I feel like I have to explain all of it for it to be like, oh, this is how it comes together. No, that's beautiful. And you know, honestly, it is deep and some people may get overwhelmed, but I just want to say you can always go as deep as you want. So let's say for human design, just learning your strategy and type and authority can really shift your perspective and shift things in your life. And you may just want to do that and that's okay. So you don't have to go as deep. Some of us love to go deep, but not everybody. And it's all good. Wherever you're at, that's exactly where you should be. So I wanted to ask you about the deconditioning because you mentioned contemplation and meditation. Um, I truly feel like to integrate human design and the gene keys, it's very important to decondition from the societal norm. So I'm going into like provoke the provoking prosperity aspects of how we think we should be, how we think we should be as entrepreneurs and put ourselves out there. How do you feel about the deconditioning um, and how important do you feel that deconditioning is to be able to integrate and practice the elements of human design and gene keys? Yes. I think that deconditioning is so interesting and I think it's very nuanced because I've seen things online where, you know, it takes seven years to decondition, but then again, it's like, well, if I go seven years back from this moment, every single moment at this point, I'm in my thirties, there's seven years behind me. So therefore am I constantly deconditioning? Like, it's just, it's just so nuanced. So I'm like, okay, this is interesting. So I just kind of take that statement that we see online is like a grain of salt because it comes up a lot in the human design space. And so for me, deconditioning, I feel like sometimes it can show up as, oh, I need to clean myself. Like I'm not like I have too much shit. Like I need to purify myself. And it's, it can actually turn into a form of self-rejection if we're not paying attention to 
that line of like, what is self-acceptance versus what is self-rejection? You know, like for me, one thing that I noticed with my chart is that just to give like a tangible example is I have an undefined head. I have the 61 hanging out. I have an open Ajna and an open throat. Like it's very open. I notice that when someone has a defined head or Ajna, that I will pick up that pressure and their beliefs and I will just take it on like myself and I, I'll just run with it. And I can feel in my sacral that it's a no, but I just, you know, this, it's like, I, I need to believe this. I need to have this certainty because this is how I should be in, in my online business. I need to be certain and know the answers, right. To be seen as an expert. And so then I constantly come back and I catch myself. And even though I have awareness of this now and I can release it and just say like, that's your story, that's your version. I meant to be more fluid in the way that I believe things and I can change my mind more frequently. That deconditioning process will never stop. It's going to continue to happen. And so it's through just having compassion that today I may feel clear headed, but tomorrow or in like six months, I may be back in a very similar situation, but it doesn't mean that I've regressed. It's just part of being human. So that's really how I see this. So I believe that it's important. I don't think that we'll ever be completely deconditioned. I think that living life and being human and having these ebbs and flows is simply just being human and like. I say this a lot because humanity is the gift of my life's work. Like this is my conscious son. So that's really speaks through me and it's in my Mercury as well, which is obviously what we're here to communicate. So that shows up a lot for me, but that's been my experience when I, when I look at deconditioning and how it shows up from a human design lens. Yeah. And deconditioning, there's so many aspects to it too. You know, there's the deconditioning that you said is viewed as a negative. Like it's something we have to fix or something we need to do. But there's conditioning that has actually supported us in where we've gotten today. And it's truly just like with human design, it's about the awareness. It's about the awareness of bringing that in. The awareness is sitting back, asking yourself, how did that trigger me? What is that? What is bringing that up for me with no judgment? No, like, oh, my gosh, I'm regressed. Right. It's more so that's interesting. And then letting it go. But what happens is people end up judging themselves and thinking they're not far enough. And that's where the human design can come back into because you can just look at the chart like you did and be like, okay, I know I have an open head or undefined head and open Ajna. I'm taking this in. Is this truly mine? So it just gives you the opportunity to adjust your energy back to who you truly are. So I would love to go into the prosperity aspects um, because human design has shifted, I feel. Um, in my uh, my direction of my awareness, what prosperity is. And I'm sure that has shifted that for you. When you first started your business, um, what was your version of prosperity in your business? And then now what is your version? Mm, this is such a good question. And I love that you're laughing because like, I feel like this whole thing could be a podcast episode in itself. <laughs> so I would say, to be transparent. So I first discovered coaching back in 2014. Like my experience with coaching is like quite literally loving the art of coaching. I wasn't in the mindset of like, oh, I'm going to make this crazy, you know, six, seven figure business. I'm going to do all these things. And, and like, there's nothing wrong with that. But that, that was like, I was very pure when I started in terms of my intention. When I first came into the ent- industry, I thought prosperity was like having a six figure business as soon as possible 
being like overbooked with clients, like just being highly sought after and just being a professional and an expert as soon as possible. Like I'm literally being so transparent that that's, that's when I came in and I saw what was happening in the online space. I was like, okay, like I am successful and I have prosperity when I have unlimited amounts of money to spend. And it was just, in my opinion, speaking for myself, it was very surface level. It was so surface level. And so as I continued to navigate the online space and I started to redefine one, literally when I discovered human design and more specifically the gene keys and learned about prosperity from the lens of being of service and contributing to the whole with my, like my wisdom and who I'm being, but having that be the priority, but not from a place of dumping my cup out. So I have nothing within me, but it's more collaborative. That's really where my my mindset and my energy shifted, where it's like, okay, I don't actually care about these numbers. Like, how simply can I live my life where I feel that I'm fulfilled on a daily basis in my interactions? Having this like podcast conversation with you right now is prosperous. Like this conversation is so unique. It will never happen again. But the thing is, is that people, we don't think like that. It's always like the next thing and the next thing. And it's like, the the 30th gate is coming up for me right now I literally just had a conversation about the shadow of desire with someone and we're talking about how desire will never go away it's a flame and we think oh once I get the desire that that feeling that that like longing goes away it doesn't the desires never go away so it's like how can you embody prosperity in every moment instead of just achieving specific goals or specific outcomes and so this is something that's been really humbling for me and ever since I shifted that energetically I connect deeper with the people that I meet online you know my coaching conversations are so much more authentic and just like rooted in like looking after you as a person and and using your gifts to serve people and make an impact and be compensated like it's like everyone gets to win so this is how I've shifted and so the shiny bells and whistles that first like snatched me up when I came online, I don't really take interest to that anymore. And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting a lot of money, but it's just the way we go about it can be different. So that's been my, that's been my journey in the last few years since I started my business, like back in 2019. Yeah. It's not about what you do. It's how you be while you do it. Right. And it's all about, you know, I love that you keep saying collective and humanity because it's truly about we are all one in the same. And I know we all feel like we're separate and we all are doing our own thing, but we are honestly here to support one another. And once you're able to have that, that is prosperity. It's not a competition. It's not trying to get ahead of everybody. So I love that you connected with that. Um, I would love if you would go into a little bit of who you work with and um, where people can reach you. Yes. So my favorite people to work with, I work with entrepreneurs and that doesn't mean just coaches, even though I seem to magnetize a lot of coaches who are interested in human design, but I really love to work with entrepreneurs specifically on their embodiment of human design and gene keys. And it's interesting because it's a very fine line because I don't identify as a business coach. I really love to focus on the energetics. And so what that looks like is really looking at who you're being, having these conversations around deconditioning, looking at your unconscious chart, like regulating your nervous system, looking at what your energetic imprinting is with the gene keys and human design so that you can show up authentically unapologetically and make an impact with your business and so this is these are the types of people that I work with and I just they're very they're very soulful beings you know they're really committed to doing the energetic work and it's always it's fun and it can be intense at times but it it's all about 
being expansive. So where you can find me in the online space, I have a podcast called Living in Fierce Alignment and Miranda's also going to be on there, which I'm really excited about. You can find me on Instagram at Kayla G and I have different offers and services, one-on-one coaching or even self-paced programs as well. And the Gene Keys business guide is something really near and dear to my heart because that's a really big thing that I support entrepreneurs with is infusing the Gene Keys into their business, which is really fun. So I think all of that will be in the show notes. And so I'm, I'm really grateful that you, that you had me on to have this conversation and I'm really excited to have your conversation on my channel. Cause I think it's going to be really great for people to hear both sides of our journey. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And yes, it will be in the show notes. Everything will be in there. So everyone, if you want to go on there and go to her website, look her up, kind of look at everything that she does, go to your free offerings, because I did look at those. So you have free offerings as well. So that will be in the show notes. I would love for you to just um, maybe just take a breath. And I would just love you to share something that just comes to your mind right now that you just feel in your heart that you would love to spread to the world in this moment. I think the biggest thing that I've been seeing lately is that the level of humanness that we have will always run so much deeper than we'll ever anticipate. And what I mean by that is that being an entrepreneur in the online space, I've had so many conversations with people at all levels of business. They first come in, there's seven figures, multiple seven figures. And the truth is that everyone has ebbs and flows. And I mean that from the most humbling, human, heart-filled perspective but I think it's so important to trust ourselves in our own journey. And when we catch ourselves comparing ourselves to someone else to remember that there's things that we won't ever see that they're going through. And it's like having that love and compassion for them and love and compassion for yourself because the ebbs and flows will always be there. And I think mm. that everyone needs to remember that. I love that. Thank you for that. The ebbs and flows will always be there. So thank you so much for being on the podcast, everyone. Kayla G is going to be on the next podcast as well. We'll be diving into her chart and I'll be asking some questions specifically on her chart. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much for being here. So grateful. It's so nice to connect with you and I'll see you next time.